Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. everybody. I am Carell and happy St. Patrick's Day. As you know, it's one of my favorite holidays, particularly because I love the people of Ireland. Here's Ireland right there. This little island in the North Atlantic right there. And I've got to tell you, we're going to have some fun today because I'm going to bring you back to that Ireland with me, to that little island. But first, let's get things going on today's show with a song that I had the pleasure of co-writing and it's performed by none other than the award-winning Black Donnelly's direct from Dublin. It's called A Toast. Let's get things kicking on this St. Patrick's Day show with the Black Donnelly's who come from that little place right there, Ireland. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone! Celebrate your life through I'm 
music and my song When you're passing from this world I said the people here beguiled There'll never be another one like the Oscar Flyer with the Seawills Wild So raise your glass and toast A star from coast to coast You're shining bright, it is your night So raise your glass and toast So raise your glass and cheers To the man from Westland Row Who'd like a drink, give a subtle wink To all the boys and girls he'd know We've made a quick pit stop, and you know, in our country, it's really cool to bash our president, right? Everyone goes, oh, bash Obama. In Ireland, they hold in reverence people who come over here. For instance, when you go to Galway, they will tell you all about JFK. He was there for 20 minutes, but they will tell you all about JFK. Martin Sheen went to university here. Ask anybody, they will tell you. Martin Sheen, well behind us. <laughs> I don't want to say in the middle of nowhere, but... <laughs> but uh, we're sort of out in the middle of Ireland at a gas station, which has been named Barack Obama Plaza. And it's been named that because Barack Obama has some Irish roots in him, and he did come to Ireland. And they were so grateful and so happy, they've named a plaza after him. Now, what can you get at the Barack Obama Plaza? You can get Supermax, you can get gas, uh, and you can get all kinds of goodies. But the Irish, in the middle of their countryside, to stop for gas, are at the Barack Obama Plaza. Less in America. You don't always have to knock people down. He's our president. He was a good guy. They like him. Why don't we? Okay, so if you're driving across Ireland, you get to Moneygall, and there's the Barack Obama Plaza. And I'm making this up. And you go inside, and it's just like, because his great-great-grandfather was from here. And you go inside, and there's this fabulous homage to Obama. And there's a museum and everything there. And it was so cool to see. I, I loved it. And you know that he has relatives that came from here. Yeah, many, I, many generations before. Great-great-great-grandfather, I yes. think. When you think of Barack Obama, what do you think of? I wish he was our leader. Really? Yeah. Really? And especially over the recent shootings. Yeah. His um, statement that he came out, I was just... Do y'all laugh at us every time? that We've had one a week since Sandy Hook. Do y'all just look at us and go, what the hell are you guys thinking? Yes. <laughs> and how do you feel about Barack Obama? Yeah, I think it's a big positive. A big know. positive. And as a president, you, you think he's been a, a good Absolutely, guy? Absolutely, yeah. yeah and I admire the Democrats. I think they're the... Yeah. Schlondon, welcome to the Old Dubliner, my favorite pub in Long Beach, California. Uh, everything in this pub, by the way, is from Ireland, uh, a country that I've been to 15 times. Now, you might wonder, well, first let me drink. I'm going to keep doing that through the show. <laughs> you should, too. You'll, you'll really enjoy the trip a lot more. Uh, now, I've been about 15 times, and each time I've gone, I've taken some great video that I want to share with you today. Ireland has been all over the news recently, but of course, one of the biggest reasons was it is the first country to vote same-sex marriage in by a popular vote. Their Supreme Court didn't do it, their legislature didn't do it, the people 
of Ireland did it. Now, this was a big shock to many because Ireland is seen as a Catholic country. But I will tell you, as an openly gay man, I have never experienced any homophobia in Ireland at all, except for an American who was from Nashville, Tennessee. But that's a whole different story. Ireland's a country of about 4.5 million people in the North Atlantic. It has a very long and very rich history, like pubs. In fact, did you know that pub stands for public house? It came from the Romans, from Taverna. And up until the 1970s, the windows in a pub used to be tinted for discretion, so people didn't see you inside. I guess after the 70s, nobody cared. On my first trip, I was lucky enough to take the Wild Atlantic Way. Now, this is the longest continuous road in the Atlantic. It goes all the way from Shannon, all the way down and around, and ends up in Cork. Now, the beauty of Ireland is literally the beauty. You can be driving along a road, a little country road, and round a corner, and suddenly nature just smacks you in the face. Take this. This is the harbor here at Westport. There's little islands out there that you can go to. Uh, and, of course, this is a little flatlands area here. It is on the way to Crowpatrick. And over here we have this idyllic bunch of sheep just being sheep. And when you look at this, you just think to yourself, wow. I mean, could, and look, those people get to live here. They get, look at those houses over there on the hills. I mean, this is their front yard. This is, this is where they live. There are places you can go in Ireland where it's still completely silent and completely alone. Uh, and for those of us that live in California... <laughs> Uh, we know that that, of course, is very, 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 very rare. And it's so peaceful. If we just take a moment and listen, shh. That's the sound of nothing. <laughs> That's what nothing sounds like. Are you ready? Here we go again. Shh. Nothing. Spectacular. Sound of silence. Hello, Simon and Garfunkel, huh? I bet that water is freaking gold. Now, a pub will have, of course, many good Irish whiskeys. Mine, uh, whiskey of choice, is Jameson's. Uh, and if you're in Ireland, do go to a pub. Although there's a big movement over there right now to sort of not focus on the drinking, you know, and focus more on the culture and the food. That's right, the food. Ireland has become a very big food destination. But if you're lucky enough to find yourself in a pub in Port McGee on a Wednesday night when no one else is in the city and the pub owner takes a liking to you, he might call his friends and do a private show for you just like they did for us. Take a look at what we got to see privately in Port McGee. Flanja. So this is a sea champion, it's called South Australia. And uh, so if you're joining the course, it's very simple, you'll pick it up very quickly. So here we go. In South Australia I was born, heave away, haul away. South Australia by Cape Horn, we're bound for South Australia. Haul away, rolling kings, heave away, haul away. Sing. We're bound for South Australia. 
out one Fun morning job. fair. Heave away, haul away. Just there I met Miss Nancy Blair. We're bound for South Australia. Haul away, rolling kings. Heave away, haul away. Haul away, you'll hear me sing. We're bound for South Australia. I shook her up, I shook her down. Heave away, haul away. I shook her round about the town. We're bound for South Australia. We still rolling? <laughs> Let's do more of these. <laughs> Waitress. Uh, wait, hold on. Okay, interesting point. Millions of people show up in Ireland for St. Patrick's Day, but guess what? The first St. Patrick's celebrations were not in Ireland. Nay, nay, nay. They were in Boston. It became so popular that the tradition actually spread to Ireland. So St. Patrick's Day and St. Patrick's Day parades are a big, big event over in America, so much so that now they've spread over to Ireland and the entire country goes crazy on St. Patrick's Day. I have led the St. Patrick's Day parade in Dublin four times on top of a double-decker bus. It's an experience not to be missed. She is everything RuPaul should be. Uh, and I mean that. She is a drag performer par excellence, uh, where you just slayed a full room of people. Uh, there is a movie coming out about her life, uh, and the marriage referendum may not have happened the way that it did if it weren't for this person next to me. She's also the co-sponsor of this event. Uh, she is fabulous. Her name is Panty, and she is here with me now. Welcome. Thank you. Well, listen. That's quite, that's quite the build-up you just gave me there. You know what? I have heard so much about you. <laughs> I, I heard about your speech at the theater and Panty Gate. You got a gate. I did. You I got your own gate. I have wanted a gate forever <laughs> and ever and ever. And just they're not all they're cracked up to be. Gates aren't good. <laughs> well, it was fine in the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now let's talk first about the referendum. You were really, 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 really involved in that. And then it happened. Yeah. And there you were, center stage for the world. 
Well, we were really thrilled because we were the first country in the world to do it through popular vote, which is a risky way to try and do it because if we'd had lost... And kind of insulting, but... Yeah, and we would have had to sort of wait maybe two generations to have a go again. And, and you're right, it's kind of humiliating in a way to be do doing it that way. But that was just the babies of our constitution, it had to be done that way. So, But then when we got the result we wanted, it was much more powerful than anything had just been done legislatively because the whole country got together, we all talked about it, we discussed it for months on end, it was sometimes a very difficult discussion, but then we all voted on it and it's been decided and nobody can carp about it afterwards now because it's a done deal. The journey that Ireland has made regards you know, LGBT people in the last 35 years has been incredible. From you know, criminalizing yeah, showing us up. You know, from criminalizing sex between men to having full marriage equality and full legal equality under the law in every respect, that's an incredible journey to make. And especially for a small country like ours, which is seen often from the outside, especially has been very sort of conservative and Catholic and all that. It's an incredible journey that this country has made. And in some ways, I think that this little event encapsulates that journey. What I mean, there's no other event like this in the no, world. No. We're in a tiny village <laughs> in the people. west of Ireland, like minuscule village, steeped in the traditions of Ireland and, and everything that that represents. And for one weekend, all of these gays and lesbians and bisexuals and transgenders sort of pile into the village. And I think the first year the villagers are a bit like, what is going on? <laughs> but they really sort of embraced it and it's really fun. and. And it's in some ways, I think it's the it's the antithesis of a circuit party. Right, it's the it is opposite of that. It is, and and it's just charming and lovely. And what under, let me ask you before way. you go, because everybody wants you. Um, you know, under it all, I did drag for years too, and, and under go it all, away. I did. I was the Divine Miss Mess. I did Bette Midler. And yet you seem so demure. Yes, I do. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, you when Pantygate happened and all these things, there's personal attacks going on. Um, you know, and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. What what keeps you like? I don't say what keeps you going. It's so Oprah, but you know. But really, you could have just either given up or gone someplace else, or just say, "I'm just going to be an entertainer and go be an entertainer." You didn't have to fight. You didn't. You didn't. Well, have in a way, I did have to because, in some ways, people are always trying to sort of say, "Oh, Andy, you've done so much for them," and I always like feel a bit guilty about that because, in, in many ways, my motivations have always been entirely selfish. Yeah. I just wanted to be who I am. Right. And I wanted to do what I wanted to do, and I wanted to be, you know, a, a comfortable gay person myself. And in order to achieve that for myself, I, I, I had, to, I felt like I had to be involved in the, you know, fight for for rights for the wider community. Um, but, but I was fighting for myself as much as for right. anybody else. And when, you know, I don't know how much you know about that, but when the whole sort of Pantygate scandal happened, you know, I had my back to the wall and it was either, you know, stand up for myself or, you know, I'll be walked over. Or be, yeah, be kicked. And, and um, I'm not the kind of person to be walked over. So. No, it doesn't seem so. You are a delight. Thank you for this festival. I'll be coming back. Maybe I'll find a husband who can say. Yeah, who can say? All right, we are here in Lisbon, Vorna, uh, for the outing. It's a matchmaking festival. Uh, and I have run into someone absolutely extraordinary who I know we're going to be immediate friends. Uh, her book is just taking the bookstores by storm. It is called Frankly Kelly, Becoming a Woman in a Man's World. Her name uh, is Kelly uh, Maloney, and she is here with us now. Thank and by the way, formerly Frank Maloney, a boxing promoter, okay? <laughs> and now here she sits in all of her glory in the West of Ireland. Welcome, Kelly. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Thank well, you very much. Well, girl, I have to tell you, you know, uh, transgendered um, 
rights and issues have been moved into the foreground recently. Uh, and in our country, unfortunately, through Caitlyn Jenner. And I always say that she's the, the exception, not the norm. Let me ask you, you are prob probably in the most testosterone-filled industry that there was, which is boxing. When did you realize, as Frank, in the boxing community, that this wasn't working for you, that you were somebody else? I knew all my life I was different, but I didn't know why I was different. And when you're young, you just, you just want to be the same as your brothers. You want, to, you want to be accepted in society. And it was only in the 60s. I read an article on April Ashley. I think I was about 14. And I read this article and I just went, no, this is me. How do I deal with this? Right. She had just been taken to, destroyed by the British press, which they make a great habit of doing to people. And she lost everything, and and I went, and the, the fear grew inside me. I right. Thought, I can never. Own it. How do I tell my parents that I am in the wrong body? I really should have been born a female. Right. Um, so I fought it all my life. I battled it. I always knew I was gay. I never not knew, and I was I was always out, and I can't imagine having hidden it. Um, that must have been complex. It was because I was I was trying to be the perfect son to my parents because my father idolized me because of what I achieved I was trying to be the perfect husband and the perfect father so you were married I was married been married twice yes to two very nice women um, and thankfully we're friends now and they've accepted it and they've helped me they've right. helped me cross over the bridges and you know it's now just been... when did you transition I I had my final operation um, 16 weeks ago. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I lost the part of my body I wanted to lose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, our friend Lee made a great film, uh, What Not to Ask a Transgendered Person. Uh, and I don't want to not, I don't want to ask any questions that you don't want to no, be asked. No, I'm quite happy uh, to ask any but questions. But I, I, have, I have to ask you, you've been doing a whole lot of interviews recently. Have you made any, I don't, how do I say this? Does the press know how to deal with you? I don't know, but I'm one of these people because of where I come from. I mean, I've dealt with the likes of Don King and been insulted by Mr. King. So when Bush was elected, you were in Don King's house. Yes, Who I can was. Say that? I was. <laughs> so looking at a picture, and he had a picture of him and Bill Clinton, and I said to him, "Don, you must be upset. Your state have put a Republican in." He went, "I am now a Republican." And then came the picture. <laughs> that came another picture. <laughs> we mentioned the other night. There's just not room for characters like him anymore. No, he's I mean, a great just... character, and um, you know he. As I say, I've been insulted by Don, so I've learned to deal with the press. I've learned to deal with everything else. So I never get upset if they misgender me, if they ask me the wrong question. I'll answer it because it's all about education. Right. I feel that I'm educating them to understand what being a trans person is. Now, you wanted to sit down with Caitlin and have a chat, but I'm told she said no. Yeah, my agents wanted to meet in an English TV station because without saying big-headed and arrogant, I'm probably the equivalent to Caitlin in this country. Yes, you are. Except for I haven't got a, a Kardashian family. Right. But I've got two lovely daughters who have actually given advice to the Kardashian girls <laughs> in the magazine. And um, we just got a reply from Caitlin's agent saying, um, Caitlin doesn't do interviews, so we've left it alone like Tell that. Tell that to Vanity Fair. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like she does do interviews. Now. Everyone's saying that gay rights, and here we are at the outing in Ireland right after the gay and lesbian referendum, uh, it's, a, it's a very big deal. A lot of gay people are telling me that trans rights are the next, is the next frontier. Do you think so too? 
I think we're grown. We are probably where the gay community was 15 years ago. I mean, the thing is, I always preach that... Can you still be fired? Like, where do you live? What country do you live in? I live in England. And in England... No, we're are, quite protected. Other laws protecting we've got good you laws, there? Yeah, unlike, we're not as, not as, shall we say, in the barbaric? world like Americans are. Yeah, barbaric, yeah. yeah. Barbaric's a good word. But I, I do feel that um, some trans people, we are our own worst enemy as well. Um, you know, because we, we don't, we jump down people's throats if they misgender. You know, it takes time. For look, for 40, I'll lie about my age, <laughs> for 40 years, <laughs> a little bit longer, shall we say, everyone's known me as the macho boxing promoter that's gone out there. So if people misgender me, I can understand that. Right. Because, and then, as long as they don't do it deliberately and um, maliciously, I'm And even I'm you make right. a sort of double entendre joke about, frankly, Kelly. You know, you, yes. you sort of combine your old name as an adjective with your new name. Yes, I chose that book title myself and, the, and they loved it, the publishers. They were, they were throwing all these names in and I just said, I said, it's very simple, frankly, Kelly. And so what is it like being a woman in a man's world? Um, because it, you were a successful man and men have privileges that women don't. Do and get, now you're a woman. You do get treated differently. You do get treated you do, differently. And you get looked down a little bit upon you. As yes. They patronize you a little bit. But, you know, I've gone back into the boxing world, but in a very small way, and I'm hoping to conquer all that fears, and I'm hoping to overcome all this prejudice in this old boys club, because boxing is an old boys club. Absolutely. And, you know, um, there's not many gay boxers even come out. Right. I think in all my time, I've only known two. Wow. We are human beings the same as anyone else. Oh, it's only society that has given us this label. I don't want to be known as a trans woman. I want to be known as a human being. I was about to ask you this question. You have transitioned. Yes. So you're not a trans woman. No, no. You're a woman. I'm a woman. Right. I'm a human being. Yes. Whose gender is female. You're a woman. Yes. Why do you, su why do you suppose we have to identify people as trans if they've completed the transition? I, Can't we just call them men or women? I agree with you wholeheartedly and um, I do cause a lot of problems with, with the trans community because I say that because they say you should be proud to be a trans woman. No, I'm proud to be a member of the human race. You were a trans woman until 16 weeks ago. Now you're a woman. Yeah. It takes courage to say, I am walking away from the career that I scratched and clawed and built for. It's not easy to be a successful boxing promoter. And I'm walking away from that. That takes a lot of courage. And, and now that you've done it, when you look back, was it the absolute right decision? It was at that time because I could never have transitioned. I actually wanted to transition very privately. Right. I, a lot of people don't know, but I'm quite a private person away from well, I mean, the media is all over you right now, but I can imagine that you still want to... Well, know. I've got a family. I like to protect them. And um, I, only, I only came out very publicly because I had the English press sitting outside my front door ready to expose me, and I had to fight legal battles to keep, to keep them from exposing me. Someone was threatening you? They were threatening they were going to run the To expose the you? Yeah. 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 Who would do that? Uh, so English papers do things like that still. Still, this was re this is recent that recent, they, they yeah. threatened you. So, so you just said, screw it, I'll just come out. Well, we, we went to war with them with a legal team. And obviously I was protected under privacy, because we do have privacy acts, right, so they right. couldn't run the story. And then eventually my lawyers and my team that I put together said, Kelly, you can't keep fighting this. It's going to cost you an absolute fortune. Right. You're going to have to come out. So we made contact with a couple of papers, and we found a paper that was friendly, and they would give us editorial rights, they would give us headline rights and picture rights, and they would let me employ someone that would read all the story to make sure that every adjective was right and they didn't use the wrong pronoun. Yeah, right, right. And I think that really helped the trans community in this country. And since then, the press have been a lot more positive. What do you think about the trans community in Ireland? 
I think it's probably so new now. There, I mean, you know, there's the gays are stepping forward, but are trans people still frightened here? Do you think? I think there is a movement here called um, Tenny, and I've met a couple of them. They're really nice, and they just passed a bill in Parliament where they could, in the Irish Parliament where they now can get gender recognition certificates and be recognised as female on the birth certificate. So they are moving in the same direction as well. Caitlin was just recognised as a female, but she hasn't completed the surgery. Is that okay with you? Um, it's not okay with me, by the way, and I'm just being frank about that. Well, it's not okay I, with me. I mean, everyone differs. I mean, I've read articles where she's not going to have the surgery. I've had articles where she's going to have the surgery. I think Caitlin plays the press to suit herself in a little way. What's your hope? both personally for yourself and for the trans community. What, what do you, as you look ahead, you know, what is your hope? My hope is that people will just see us in the street, recognize us and accept us and let us live our lives the way we want to and What What new mountains us. do you want to conquer? Because you don't seem like the type to just sit around doing nothing. No, I, I just want to help others and um, get people to respect us and just see us as human beings and, you know, let us get on with our lives because, do you know what, we're not freaks, we're not perverts, no. we're not sexual deviants. We are human beings that were born with a condition and we've used medical science to correct it. Now, if you were born with a heart murmur or one arm missing or... No one would think anything about it. And the doctors fixed that or the doctors cured you of cancer, they would say, what a wonderful job them doctors have done. All them doctors have done has corrected something that was wrong at my birth. So we should say, what a wonderful job them doctors have done and let me go out and enjoy my life and let all trans people enjoy their life. I there's just not much I could add to that sentence. It is what I hope for, for Kelly and for Christine and for all trans people. I've grown up gay and know so many transsexuals, transgendered, there's a difference, uh, so many transgendered people, and I've watched them face insurmountable odds. I've seen them be beaten. Uh, I've seen them just suffer indignations that even gay people haven't had to suffer. Uh, and even now, that there is so much, because there's a yin and a yang. Yes, there's a positive movement now about it, but then there's also the backlash. So there's, there's always a yin and a yang. This is a wonderful human being sitting next to me. That's what's sitting next to me, a wonderful human being. Who has more fun shopping now, don't you? I love shopping. Oh my god, I mean, look, you know, <laughs> I, know. I, just, I, love, I love shopping. Oh, I, I know, love. what's your favorite thing to buy? I don't know. Um, I like flowy things. Being, you know, I like it's got to be. I like heels because they make me taller. Because I oh, want to be yeah. small. Oh absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and they like, make your butt look good. Good. And I love. I love. I did drag colorful. for eight years, so I, you know, uh, I've, I've. So you've got. Oh, honey, I know. Honey, I, know. Lessons <laughs> <up to you. laughs> I found the stores that sell for big girls. Yes, I have. <laughs> so um, no, I just love shopping. The colors, the selections are so much different. And and how, I cannot imagine as we go how liberating it must be for Kelly to wake up in the morning, to put on her clothes, and go to a female dress shop and buy some fabulous clothes, and just be out and open. I mean, that just no. has to feel wonderful. You know, that, that is the best thing about this, because before, I used to wake up, and I'd look out, and I'd, I'd put a tracksuit on, as, and I'd go out as Frank, hating it. And then, I'd, at night, I would wait till it was dark, and my neighbors couldn't see me, and I'd dress, and I'd go out, to my, my support group or at social because uh, I, I was quite small I, I got away as long as people didn't know who I was I got away with it and I was very lucky right no I wouldn't know you were trans yeah. well you're well you're not a trans but, woman anymore but I would not have known when I first met you that yeah, you were and you know and it was so funny because I used to go walking my dogs I've got two Airedales and I used to walk them a lot and that was my sort of relief and then when I when it came public, I sort of then got up and it was great to be able to get up in the morning, just put on a onesie, just brush my hair, put a little bit of lippy on and go out and walk my dogs. And I was out one day and I saw this woman coming towards me, who I always met as Frank. And she stopped and she instantly recognises the dogs and she went to me, oh, 
I'm so used to your husband walking your dogs. <laughs> and I thought that was the greatest compliment ever. And I love that compliment. I well, I love you. You are marvelous. Thank you for Thank joining you. me today. Thank you very much. And I know you get thanked a lot for all that you're doing for the young people, but I'll never forget it when I was on KGO Radio and a young person came up to me and said, I came out to my parents and I did it because of you and you're the only gay person I ever heard on the radio and it's because of you that I'm honest with my family. And if, even if you only hear that once, it really does matter. I know really. what, say hello to my friend Leslie from me. I love it. Let's tell. Leslie Jordan, Leslie, you got to come Leslie. over next year because it's the bomb you over gotta here. you got to come to the outing because yes. I'll be back here next year. Absolutely. I'm coming me to too. see you in LA and see this man in LA. Absolutely. Thank you so much, you Kelly, much. for everything. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, I am Carell. We are going to find Willie Daly. Uh, he is the matchmaker. Has he, ha has he matched you yet? Yes. I know you got some bloke calling you like 12 times a night. I know, right? he's matched me a six foot two farmer. But <laughs> Well, why not? Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corel Cast app free at the App Store of your choice now. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.